0: Oh, hello, I didn't see you there. This is Dr. Thaddeus Venture, and you're listening to the Long Box Guys. Whatever that means.
1: The Long Box Guy's gonna do tonight, brain.
0: The same thing the Long Box Guys do every night, Peaky. Drink and talk about comics. They're useless to taking over the world. Yes!
1: Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of The Long Box Guys. With me as always are some of my very best friends since I was a very little kid and a great new friend. Jen, how are you doing and what are you drinking? Uh,
2: I'm doing well, thank you, and I'm drinking sweet tea, which is unfortunately virgin, so... Just sweet tea.
1: Hey, you know what, sweet tea is delicious. I miss sweet. I used to live in Memphis, and I, I do miss sweet tea sometimes.
3: It's Really delicious.
2: You know, all you gotta do to make sweet tea is put sugar in real tea, right?
1: What the fuck?
3: <laughs> what? Huh. You cracked oh, the formula.
1: God. Actually, it's not yet. I I, I don't want to disagree with you because we just. I've had northern sweet tea, and it just ain't is good. I, I know it's in my head probably. You know, I know it's in my head, but
2: it was just it's not just not It's just the sewage
1: down south, so, you know, labor. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy, sweet, you would actually kill you, you diabetic son of a bitch. How are you doing? And what are you drinking? I'm doing okay,
4: Tommy. How are you doing? What are you drinking, Tommy?
1: Hey, I went with uh, coconut rum tonight. I love me some Cuba Libres, <laughs> so I'm drinking Cuba I, Libre. I went with some R-Stone Scotch.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Is that like a pirate scout? It's like Irish stone.
4: <laughs> you know, you know, it isn't, but it should be because we may be going back to the days of piracy. I don't know if you heard.
1: Go on, I going back to the days of piracy,
4: Tommy. There have there have been legislation put forth in Congress to to once again uh, go back to days of piracy uh, to seize some oligarchs. Uh, Possessions, maybe. Oh, they call Hasn't been passed yet. Hasn't been passed yet, but it could be a could be a possibility. Soon. That's
3: privateering, not piracy. I'd to say that's yeah, privateering. 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 It's a whole
1: different
4: animal. <laughs> he can wait. I'm sorry, my mistake.
3: Sorry, both Tom and I got a history degree. We have to use it whenever we can. Yeah,
1: right, my degrees in history, goddamn it, I want to use it. Privateering, some of it. And by the way, if that actually happens, I know the first guy to try it going to be Elon Musk. He's got the oh ships, my God. and he already he already thought he could fight Putin in the ring. He challenged Putin to settle this Ukraine shit, which I think takes balls for a guy his size. Yeah. Because Putin's going to have gloves uh, with toxin on it. We're, we're all agreed on that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's going to be yeah. neurotoxin. Covered in poison. <laughs> Surgery
0: on his hands to turn them into steel, of course. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: That's not a guy I think is going to play fair in the box and drink there, Elon. Elon <laughs> Elon does not be a poop in any case scenario. Josh, how are you doing? What are you drinking?
0: Uh, I have my last of the day glow vibes from Mass uh, Mass Landing. I don't know if you can see that. You can't. <laughs> there it is. That's <laughs> yeah, fine. It's a giant alien. Who the fuck cares? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and Mikey, how are you doing or what are you drinking about?
3: I'm doing well, and I am drinking Lawson's finest liquid, Scrag Mountain Pilsner.
1: Scrag Mountain Pilsner. Cur, 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 cur. We went legit. Scrag Mountain Pilsner.
3: Exactly. This is it delicious.
0: They do now, a good job with the Lawson's. Yeah. What does it taste like?
3: Tastes like a Pilsner. All right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how else to describe it to you, Matt. That's fair.
1: I should have asked. I should have asked Josh that because you know he'll wax loquacious on any flavor. Uh, color scheme out there. What does it taste like, Josh?
0: Pilsners are usually, they're, like, dry. They usually have, like, a like a, a, like a wheat, sort of cut grass feel to them. They're, uh, like, yeah, I mean, most, like, American domestics are somewhere along the, the Pilsner range.
1: So if a summer morning came in your mouth?
0: Um, my mouth is a little more virgin like that, unlike your <laughs> Oculus Rift, but... <laughs>
1: I uh, did buy that upgrade. (laughs) Today. Today. But that's a total horror show. We don't want to be talking about that. What we do want to talk about is horror movies. That's why we usually talk about comic books, but we uh, always say that we're all about everything geeky, and horror movies are definitely part of our purview. And that's why we have Jen here. Jen is a horror movie fanatic, fan, and a podcaster. What's the name of your podcast Jen?
2: called the InSmith rag it's basically a podcast where we rag on horror movies it's a gossip rag it's
0: so, a gossip rag about lovecraft reference
2: yeah. yeah so funny story about that right and if you if you watch my or listen to my podcast my screen name is mom thulu across huh? the board and the reason why my screen name is mom thulu and it's a funny story is because my son never shuts up so one day he was just walking around going, Mom, Mom, Mom. And I was about ready to lose my friggin' mind. And I turned around and I was like, I'm changing my fucking name. My name is no longer Mom, it is the Dark Lord Cthulhu, because it's too much of a mouthful for you to say. And he goes, looks at me, and he just kind of squints for a second. He goes, does that mean you're a Mom Cthulhu? And it's stuck ever since. So every time I pick something, it always has an H.P. Lovecraft reference.
1: We, we, Josh are huge H.P. Lovecraft uh, fans. Not so much the man, as we're probably all aware. Yeah. Right. I'm glad we're on the same page, Jake, because if you meant... Might... no, nah, he's got some good points. Yeah, right, like, no, he's a great guy. Yeah. This might have been the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we welcome all viewers, but if you name uh, your cat that, you might have to move on. <laughs> uh, but you do have to separate the man and uh, his work sometimes, and Lovecraft's one of those. Uh, but we're going to be talking about... They never, in my mind, they never made a great Lovecraft movie. There's no, they didn't. A couple. They've never made a great one. Josh, they come close. You know, they come close. Uh, the, the, the Dunwich Horror one's not bad.
0: I'm gonna say movie. No, I did enjoy Lovecraft Country on.
1: Uh, yeah, the TV
0: oh, show. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the TV show. Yeah. Yeah. All right, but we're gonna be talking about our three favorite movies. Now, Jen, you don't know the rules of the game. The game goes a little bit like this. We're gonna go round robin style, and if someone repeats the movie that you're gonna say on your list of three favorites, you go drink. Take a drink. And you get to chime in at the end of why you love it also.
2: Okay.
1: It doesn't matter if you're just drinking uh, iced tea. It doesn't matter. It's more about being social. Josh, why don't we start with you? Hard to ever start with you.
0: I'm going with, my. I mean, my. this is not only one of my top four movies. It's just one of my top movies all around. It would make my top five list every time. It holds up amazingly well over the years. And it is Aliens. Oh, it's a great movie. I mean, movie. it's an action horror movie. It's got everything in it. It's got fantastic characters. It's Somebody got drinking. It's got the jump scare before the jump scare. It's just an intelligently done science fiction movie. It's a military movie. It's got everything going on. Just you a missed- strong female protagonist because ev- Ops awesome.
2: You, I was going to say, you missed how hot Sigourney Weaver was in the eighties. Mm-hmm.
3: So.
2: No, no, Tom
1: definitely did not miss
2: that. No, we did not miss, miss that.
1: that. Oculum, <laughs> I used to be a much thinner man. A gaunt man. <laughs> <laughs> a man who could barely crawl his way out of bed without the Oculus Rift. Uh,
0: and, you know, our dearly departed Bill Paxton, you know, with some of the greatest, greatest uh, cowardly military lines in the history of the frickin' universe. Game over, man. Game over. Game over. <laughs> they caught the power caught the power of their animals. Oh, why'd you put the little girl in charge? The charge. <laughs> so quotable, such a great
1: so movie. So am 100 with you. And our naysayers who will say it's not a horror movie, it's a science fiction movie. Those guys can fuck themselves.
2: It's a horror yeah. movie. There's a lot of suspense in there. Yeah. Also, those those freaking aliens are, are terrifying with their big ass heads and the tiny, tiny little mouth. Oh,
0: yeah. I mean, ugh. Love Top tier creature design, Right? Oh, Giger! Amazing, yeah. This yeah. the the movie, and you wouldn't know what year it was made if you watched it. No. Yeah,
1: yeah, they yeah, like, they, uh, yeah, they did a great job on on all the effects. Everything was great. Some of the uh, some of the sequels not nearly as good, uh, but a couple were, had a couple good moments in them. But man, you're right. That first one was just a classic.
2: Chef's kiss. Second.
1: Yeah. Was never the cat. And Tom, Tom and I watched that
4: movie so many times that when we lived together in boston and we didn't have cable we were able to take the dialogue from that movie and translate it to a nature show on pbs oh yeah oh yeah
1: you think you can last that long out here on the fleas why don't you just put the mongoose in charge nice hey that mongoose has been out here for four weeks without teeth without claws <laughs> and without a person's teeth, and it's carpuscular alright nice yeah I remember doing that yeah. plus the team who was our Albanian other roommate but almost knowing this except for Stephanie we picked up in Jackie Chan movies also knew this movie by heart so it was the second movie we which the team Good movie. Good start. Strong start. Mikey, that's a hard one to follow.
3: What do you got? I'm going to go with the best Michael J. Fox movie. Frighteners? The Frighteners by Peter yes. Jackson. Nineteen. 19- is that really considered a
2: horror movie?
3: It is. It, it, because it starts off. It's right in the title. It's Frighteners. Yeah. <laughs> but it starts off. You think you're getting a comedy, and it's just going to be a wacky comedy. But then as the movie progresses and keeps on rolling, all of a sudden the tension keeps on getting ratcheted up and up and up. And I was watching it thinking it was a comedy, and then by the third act I was like, holy shit, this is a horror movie. I didn't even realize (laughs) I was watching a horror movie And the expression on my mom's face.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's what let you know it was actually a horror movie.
3: Yes, because she was like, oh my God, Michael, what are we watching?
2: (laughs) What the hell are we watching?
3: Oh
2: man, that Busey kid makes a a frightening psychopath, though. He really does. does.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Definitely got his dad's crazy genes in there.
3: Yeah, it's got everything. It's... If you, you It's got a great blend of mashing two genres together To create yes. a really good work of art
0: It's a great movie That's a really quick aside My cousin met Gary Busey one night at some press junket And they were all inside And then my cousin had to step outside to make a phone call And Busey stepped outside to do, I don't know, two shots behind the bartender's back Or whatever else he was going to do out there And he walked outside and he freaked out at my cousin he looked exactly like somebody in the bar. Of course, it was my cousin, because he had walked outside. But Pusey was insistent there were two different people, but looked exactly the same.
1: That's a pretty good aside. <laughs> that's two. a great story! I'm <laughs> just saying. <laughs> Tommy, you are up, my friend. You gotta follow this up, were two knockouts. Alright,
4: I'm gonna go with the classic, The Exorcist. Oh yeah,
1: That's, that's a, a great movie. movie. Yeah, i I'm going to give him another drink
4: of that. Okay. I mean, growing up Catholic, there was nothing better than The Exorcist. (laughs) To go with all the blasphemy, the good acting,
3: the pea soup.
4: soup. (laughs) What was there not to love about The Exorcist? Great movie. The Saturday Night Live skit about it. I mean, you just can't can't go wrong. I have to admit that...
2: Any any of the possession movies like scare the shit out of me, and so those are you know I can watch any other like scary movie and just be kind of like meh, you know scary movie woo But if it comes to like demons and that kind of shit, man, I am like under the covers like can't sleep that night, just absolutely terrified.
4: I, I'm still trying to figure out why the Catholic Church wasn't like more in an uproar about that than they were about dogma. The best they had in years. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, they, like, I was like, that woman is is using that crucifix like it's a dildo. Why? Why was there no out, uproar about this?
1: Because
3: By the hell, way, if you I, haven't I, watched on the Oculus. Jesus <laughs>
1: Christ. That's like, what talking about.
3: By the way, if you don't think there was an uproar about the Exorcist, you do not remember the Exorcist <laughs> yeah. coming out. And I'm guessing because alive. you're so much younger than us, you don't remember the execution. Yeah, yeah.
4: when it was re-released, nobody
1: had an uproar about it.
3: Yeah, by the time they it was re-released,
1: yeah, they, 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 it was a huge uproar. The Catholic, uh, they, I mean, the Catholics boycotted the movie. They boycotted the theaters and they boycotted the studio. Yeah, yeah, it
2: was a pretty big deal. I mean, I say that like I was
1: there. I'm not. Yeah. I, was there. I, 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 I think, think it came, came up, up in, in Vatican III. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, was that you know, that it, was it. actually Vatican Two, Electric oh, Boogaloo.
1: Electric Boogaloo. That's <laughs> when the ball starts to, has to break the dance?
0: Defense, the
1: damn it! They <laughs> <laughs> all say the same damn
4: joke. <laughs> but that
1: demon was like, I don't know, So, what uh, funny little side note since Josh had a great funny side note. I used to live in San Francisco, and I used to go uh, uh, swim near the staircase. Uh, where The Exorcist was filmed, that very famous staircase that's on the movie poster. And um, there was always all these you know terrible stories about terrible things happening at that staircase, even though the whole movie was just you know made up and it was just a set piece. Uh, and every year something would happen at that staircase though. They cursed and, it. Uh, it's cursed because idiots want to take the picture on it and they run halfway up a staircase and they run back down because they want to take a picture real quick it because it's someone's property and they're trespassing. So every year... <laughs> Someone fell on that staircase and almost killed themselves, except for one year where someone actually fell down the staircase and killed themselves. They broke their neck on the way down, and they had this whole story about the cursed stairway. And then it turned out the next day it was reported incorrectly. It was actually the wrong staircase. They had run of the staircase <laughs> right next door and tripped because they were in a panic and broke their full neck. So they don't even get... The, the parents don't even get the story. Oh, <laughs> man. Oh, they it, like, at the Exorcist's house.
0: That's funny.
1: Josh, you, you're <laughs> thinking about how tragic that is. You got a great look on the face there.
0: <laughs> you're like, no, the parents don't even have the story. Is that the story their parents are worried about? <laughs> is that really... Or is that my is dead. And I don't even have a good story to tell.
4: No, I don't I, think that was the response. It's a you. story about a demon using...
1: Apple Maps instead of Google Maps right <laughs> <laughs> I think the takeaway here is I don't have kids, so I don't know. <sighs> all right, Jen, we're going to the expert now. Come out strong. What do you got?
2: Okay, so my very favorite – this is my very favorite horror movie of all time. It is uh, The Town That Dreaded Sundown. That movie is like – oh, look it. Josh is just like, mm, I've never seen it. Um, yeah, so The Town That Dreaded Sundown is a slasher movie. But it's actually based on real murders in Texarkana. So the creepiest part of it to me is like in the beginning you're seeing all these people standing outside of a theater right? And it just focuses on this pair of boots. And this creepy narrator voice is telling you how it could be anybody. And it ends the movie with those boots walking out of the theater. They never caught the killer. And I was just like he could be my next door neighbor you know? Like it was made in 76 the guy, you know, the murders were in the 40s. He's probably dead by now. But it's still creepy as shit. It's my favorite, my very favorite horror movie of all time.
1: That one does come up on a lot of uh, lists, though, also, of, of yes. best horror movies ever made. Because it does have kind of a, a creepy feel to it. So creepy. Never
2: heard of it. Yep. Well, uh, I, I highly recommend that you watch the 1976 version and sick. not the remake that was in, like, 2013. That one's absolute trash.
1: Yeah, who did that one? That one's a, a piece of garbage. No one likes it. Yeah, it
2: was <laughs> so bad.
1: Or I guess it comes to me now. I, I did one that me and Jen talked about a lot because this is one of my like unexpected like super favorites. I didn't find out this movie existed until I heard Weird Al Yankovic sing a song parody of it called "Nature Trail to Hell," <laughs> uh, which is kind of loosely based on all these horror movies, but also this one particularly, and that is "Sleepaway Camp." How many people Sleep "Sleepaway Camp"? Is that from the eighties? Oh yeah, deep in the eighties.
3: Yeah, it's um, it's either the it's either seventy nine or like
1: eighty on the dot. Yeah, okay. I, I, think I actually saw it the first time I saw it. I think I might have saw it at your house, Mike.
3: Yeah, I, I think I saw it on like HBO back yeah, in the yeah, day. It's,
1: it's um, it's a, a very typical. There's a killer at the sleepaway camp, and no one can figure out who it is. And all the counselors are suspect. And of course, it's following a lot of the so very basic rules. If you're a bitch. Or if you're not a virgin, or if you're mean, you're probably the one that gets it next. And uh, it follows a lot of tropes, and then it makes up a new trope, <laughs> out of nowhere, where one of the counselors, uh, do you guys want to spoil it? Are you guys ready for a spoiler? Give it yeah, From yeah, this what? movie from 79. <laughs> uh, one of the female counselors isn't a female counselor, she was made to be a female counselor because her mother wanted a daughter more than a son, and she'd been living as a woman and decided... Uh, that the stress of all of that made her insane, and she, she killed all these people.
2: Yeah, the very last scene is totally terrifying because it's just what they've done is they've superimposed a woman's face over some hairy man's body. So he's yes. just sitting there like like making a face like that with just his waiter out, and it's it's just it's so good, but it's kind of silly at the end. But it's so good. Yeah. So it was eighty three. Eighty three. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: yes. And then there was also Sleepaway Camp Two on Happy yep. Campers. Sleepaway Camp Three: Teenage Wasteland. Sleepaway Camp Four: The Survivor, and then return to Sleepaway Camp. in 2008. I didn't see a five in there. There's the fifth one. Yeah,
2: they're all dumpster fires. All of them except That's for fair. the first one.
0: Two wasn't terrible.
2: Two was meh.
0: Yeah, um, but it
1: wasn't good. It wasn't the the no, first one was, was a, good. Like it was really good. Um, you know, it had all the feels, and by the second, by the third one, they were just going on camp, like hur, yeah. hur, hur, we're dopey. and right. that ruins it for me. It's a good they taking themselves dead seriously on that first one, and that's where the is. <laughs> all right, Josh, back around to you.
0: Back around to me uh, once again. I am going classic John Carpenter's The Thing. Oh. I mean, if that movie isn't the basis for every werewolf style done it figure it out freaking board game on the planet i don't know what it is just the you know there's the you know the ambiguous ending just the, the the great stop motion with the spider legs coming out of the guy's head just that that whole remote camp stuck there with something completely unknown trying to sort everything out swizzling gasoline because you think it's alcohol when you're actually the alien you don't know what's supposed to taste like I mean, everything about that movie is just, it's got every little thing in it. Carpenter does such a good da—good do- job of, like, bringing you into something that's completely isolating and then just giving you all these little clues in the background of just everything that's going on. It's, uh, it's really just masterfully done. It's a great movie. He's,
2: well a, fun. he's a master director. Yeah.
1: Mikey, you fun. look like a supervillain with on your lap there. What do you got next?
3: Uh, Next, I'm going to go into the same year as my other movie, 1996. Uh, A a deconstruction of the slasher-fic genre by Wes Craven, the master. Talking about Scream. Classic. The opening scene with Drew Barrymore Mm -hmm. is just perfect slasher movie. And then as they literally deconstruct the tropes and yes. state the rules of what they are living in, it is just amazing. I loved the Scream series. Although I haven't seen the latest one, I guess. That you need out. to. That's oh, good. You need to. Oh, God, yeah. As good as the
2: first one, I would say.
3: Oh, then I definitely yeah, They it.
1: bring back David Arquette and a bunch of the... the yeah, they, bring they, they bring back, back the good guys. Yes. Let me do Tommy, I'm going to jump you for a second there because he went with a deconstruction. I'm going to go with my next one, which is also a deconstruction, which is Fright Night. Yes! Uh, I knew I was going to a smile on it, Jenna, at least. Oh, I God, was.
2: that is like one of my – it's it's not on my list that's of favorites, on. but it's one of my many favorites. But, yes, it's an amazing movie. I'm going to drink to it.
1: That's a good one, Yeah, that, that's a fun movie to watch. They talk about the vampire trope. They talk about uh, you know, what it is to be stuck in a vampire movie, what is a vampire, how can a vampire be, how do we kill a vampire, wait, you're a horror movie guy, you know how to kill vampires, what are you talking about, I'm an actor, I, I also did a serial commercial in 74, it was good, it was real good, it was damn good, <laughs> you know, it's it's just such a fun, 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 fun movie, and it's also pretty freaking scary sometimes.
2: Sometimes it is, especially like the some of the vampire half-transformations there. Excellent yeah. costume work. Yeah,
1: so uh, that's why I jumped in out. Now we'll go over to you, Tommy. What do you got? Uh, I've got the omen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sensing oh, a theme yeah.
3: with you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's true.
4: It's true. <laughs> true. C- oh, Catholicism damaged me. Yes, I admit <laughs> it. Nice. I love you, Damien.
1: I love you too, Mom. Off the stairs. <laughs> that one was There was a lot of suspense in that one. Uh, not as many jump scares, not as much true terror, but the suspense was really palpable. Like you were always like on the edge of your seat on that
2: one. Yeah, they really ramp up the creep yeah. factor on those movies. Yeah, they yes. do. Yeah.
0: And, and as an aside, to, sorry, sorry, Dad. as an aside to the your deconstruction things, as a terrible movie, it is not anywhere near the list of my favorites, but. There's nothing out there is a horror movie where a guy knows he's in a horror movie, and at one point he's cornered by the creature in the movie, and he actually jo- reaches up and grabs the boom mic to swing across the room. <laughs> <laughs> and the boom guy, and the boom guy's like, "Ooh." That, that's
1: almost as bad as uh, the, what was it? The Lady in the Lake. The uh, anyone know the one I'm talking about with? M um, uh, Nice Shyamalan. Yes. The yeah, Lady in the Water? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that? The lady, lady in the Water. water. Thank you. If, you
2: if, if, the Lady if,
1: in the Lake. <laughs> yeah, Lady in the Water. You're right. It really preys on that exact trope. Like, they all realize, and one of the guys, one of the bad guys, it, it, the guy I always think is Malcolm McDowell, but it's not Malcolm McDowell, uh, even says out loud, all right, I'm cornered by the monster. This is the part where a door slams or a hero saves me and I've learned my lesson. <laughs> And I have my redemption arc. And he doesn't. Spoiler. <laughs> but he's with it enough in the movie to think that that's what's going to happen. So it's pretty fun. Jen, give me a strong number two. Come on.
2: Okay. Okay. You guys have heard this this one, I promise. My number two favorite scary movie is Waxwork. Sure. Waxwork. Um,
1: and
2: Which that one was and This is the one with uh, Zach Allegan in. Um, God, I can't remember what year it was, but it was in the 80s, 1988. So yeah. Waxworks, 1988. I yeah. loved that movie because of them always jumping into different, like, scary movies in that museum. Absolutely yeah, that fantastic. It was. And
1: the, the, uh, the, the, who, what was the name of the female lead? You got that in front of you? Uh,
2: yeah. The one who I, looks
1: so innocent.
2: Let's see. That would be Deborah Foreman.
1: That's right. Deborah Foreman can go from super innocent. To insanely slutty yes. in like two seconds yes. and she does it very well in Waxworks yeah with the Marquis de Sade one mm-hmm. yes oh my god <laughs> yeah that was a pretty insane scene it was Yeah, I watched that one a lot
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, but yeah Waxworks was fun because it was an anthology one they were trapped in the Waxworks and they got to go on all these different uh, things and try to survive them and get out
2: and then at the end, they became, they became like, the ones that did not survive. They became part of the, like, the like the museum monsters. It was, like, so yeah. cool.
1: It was neat. I didn't like that. That was a good one. That's a good pick. Uh, but did I, I, but I have to disagree with you. I don't think that was mainstream. Did everyone see Why It Works?
0: I have not seen it.
1: Yeah. Wow. Thought, no. 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 LT? No? Mike? Really? Man, yeah. I'm picking up. just one. me and you <laughs> on this one. But it was, I'm with you. This was great. They're not as big a fan of, uh, of horror movies. Like, I like the campy ones, and that's a little campy.
2: A little campy, you're right.
1: It's yeah. fun. Fun, a little campy. At first, I thought you were talking about The House of Wax, uh, and I was you know, like, which good one surprise. are you talking about?
2: The one with, with Paris Hilton? Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah.
1: The one with Paris Hilton wasn't horrible, I didn't think. I thought it was actually... It's not on my list, don't get me wrong. <laughs> but it was a good It was a decent enough reading. Uh Josh, I've to you, man.
0: Give me number three. Number three... Tough one. It's it's horror. It's comedy. It's uh, just just a fantastic movie. I I do enjoy vampire movies, and this is definitely hovering around my top. I gotta go with The Lost Boys. <sighs> uh, yeah. Yeah. that's, that's yeah. not my that's on my
1: uh,
0: uh, nice just a great legend. movie. I was uh, you know harangued as a kid by looking like as looking like one of the Frog Brothers. So, I, you know, I, I belated.
1: What or uh, acted? I think you uh, acted.
0: A little from column A, a little from column B. I'm fine with
3: that. That's 1987, uh, right? So yes. So, did we I bring mean, you to see that?
0: Probably. You were yeah. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I
3: remember being at the Lost Boys, and I s- <laughs> drunk, very drunk. And, I s- and the first scene where they're on the roller coaster, I... S- I spilt my popcorn because I was moving (laughs) and I was really pissed (laughs) off and I hated that movie for years because I spilt my popcorn.
2: I think my favorite scene in that movie is the the shirtless guy with the angry saxophone. Oh Oh, yeah, that's that's Tina
0: Turner's saxophonist. David, you took my trivia question there, guys. He he (laughs) toured with with, uh, Tina Turner for years and years, yeah. Yeah. Also, one of the greatest soundtracks.
1: I was gonna say, uh, of a fantastic of soundtrack. Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah. just a gorgeous soundtrack. I mean, just all kinds of action, all kinds of the, 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 the whole. It, it brought sort of like it aged the Goonies up to a vampire movie. Yeah. And it was just, uh, it was just fantastic. It, it hit every note for me. It was, you know, it was horror, it was action, it was goofy, it was one of those things where you could put your as a kid that age sort of. The year it came out, sort of putting yourself in that place, being like, Yeah, I could be the hero of that story. Yeah, yeah the stories were in there. Yeah. yeah
1: all the so I'm glad you say goodies there because it was multi-age or people of different ages, so a lot of people got to identify. My favorite line from that, and I don't know why it is, but it's maggots, Michael. You're eating <laughs> maggots. <laughs> <laughs> like, such a so nice look- little show of mind control for no reason other to, than to be a dick.
3: It's <laughs> true. true. <clears throat> Mike, what do you got next? Uh, for my number two, I'm going to go back to my childhood and a movie that scared the bejeebus out of me and made me not want to go into the water. I oh. saw it in 1975 at the Drive-In Movie Theater. Wow. Jaws. And I remember the very opening scene where that lovely lady takes off her clothes and goes skinny dipping in. I was like, this is going to be the greatest movie ever. And then <laughs> it took a dramatically different turn than what I thought was gonna
1: no, sir, going to
0: happen. Yeah. <laughs> the you music. I was that it was Tom with his Oculus
3: yeah. on, right in the water. it, <laughs> <laughs> it. That the music (laughs) sets the tone every time. Oh
0: yeah!
3: And there was just so many great things about it. Uh, You know, we're gonna even the the throwaway comedy lines like we're gonna need a bigger boat. It's just (laughs) so perfect. But the uh, one of the things I remember is the captain tells the story about the uh, Indianapolis how he was a crew member on it. And he goes down, and the, they're in shark infested waters, and they have to survive for days while the sharks casually pick off the other crew members that are floating in the circle. And I didn't, it was such a horrifying story. And it's worse when you find out it's a true fucking story. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's, a, that's a true that story. That
3: really happened to the crew members of the Indianapolis uh so yeah it just there's so many layers on it and it was the the first summer blockbuster really uh.
0: yeah uh Button john packs? williams yeah john, great effect john williams doing that once again just an iconic score for a movie yes. um if you're a diving enthusiast or even a, a snorkeler you can go see the train tracks under the water out by the vineyard right to this day with the the shark ran along the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> yeah. uh, so it's, yeah, it's local. It's, uh, it was great. Yeah.
1: Uh, easy yeah. trigger question. I think one, everyone knows what was the name of the shark? I don't really?
0: know.
1: Oh, it's Bruce. The nickname. is Bruce. They all, they, yeah, it's Bruce. They, they all gave the nickname. The crew of the
0: named Bruce. Okay.
1: Yeah. The crew named Bruce. Uh, um, as a quick aside, also for me, uh, I went and saw that movie in the movie theater when I was a pretty young kid, and my stepfather came in the room that night and said, don't dangle your foot off the, uh, the bed because the shark will get it. And I'm like, oh, I now realize you're just a mean prick who doesn't like fucking people and thinks I'm retarded enough to— oh, I shouldn't use that word. I apologize. Thinks I'm stupid enough that a shark is going to bite my leg on dry land in a bed. You're just a mean asshole.
0: But then you never had your foot off the bed for, like, you know— six weeks, so...
1: No, nope, no, nope, I, I dangled the foot out the bed on purpose just to spite that prick. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: so it was
1: the first time I realized that, yeah, my stepfather was a prick.
0: Yeah, and a side aside is actually when that movie was made, uh, seals in New England had been almost hunted to the brink of extinction, and there were almost no great white sharks in the waters near us, and now that they have... Faithfully protected seals in New England. Great white sharks have made a huge comeback yeah. along Cape Cod. They're uh, they're actually a, a pretty decent source of revenue and tourism. So, I mean, uh, they haven't killed anybody yeah. yet. Yeah.
1: Last year we had uh, four or five suns, sh- and we also get the shark cam now. Uh, they have a drone that follows sharks around when they see them, yeah. and you can watch five. them live.
0: Oh, like forty-five.
1: No, no, four or five that they they follow. I, I only follow the drone guys. When, they, the, when the shark is close enough to the shore where they can follow for like 40 minutes and you yeah. can watch the whole thing, I get into it. It's like yeah, a, have... it's like if L.A. has a, a car chase.
0: There's one of the ocean oceanography websites where they have all the trackers on all the sharks. You can see where they are in real time. You can see all the sharks moving oh, up and down the coast. Yeah. I
1: watch that. That's fun. Yeah. All right. Tommy, you're next. What do you got, buddy? All right. So I realize
4: that this is – Not necessarily the quality of the film, but when I saw it, I was a little kid, and so it made an impression on me. Night of the Living Dead.
1: I like that movie. It's old school. I like that movie. It's old
4: school. Uh, You know, I watched as a little kid, and it just frightened the heck out of me.
2: Yeah, rightfully it should. Zombies, any zombies like coming along. I'm, I'm fucking terrified of zombies, but any zombies coming along, like, come on, even though it looks like you can outrun them. They could, like, all gang up on you, and then you could just be a zombie snack for many, and it's just like, oh, that's terrifying. Being eaten alive.
1: Yeah, zombies don't scare me. The, the zombies from 21 days scare me, because they're fast, and I don't but have the best cardio.
2: Like, man, yeah, yeah. they're really putting the pedal to the metal on those.
1: Yeah. Yep. I prefer the slow zombies. <laughs> yeah.
0: I do like yeah. the traditional slow zombie trope more than I like the fast runners.
1: Yeah. And uh, there been some great zombie movies out there. there. There's been so many remakes. And there's a great yeah, remake God. coming out. Day of the Dead is coming out this, uh, as a TV show. It's coming out uh, this summer. And that looks like it's going to be pretty good. And uh, a couple other ones coming out that I'm kind of looking forward to. Uh, but zombies never, never scare me too much. Um, I'll only be happy if one. they have Bub in there for Day yeah, of the Bub.
2: Dead. <laughs> Bub the zombie.
1: Bub the zombie. Oh, right,
2: Aunt Alicia he's like it. and he's drooling all over the place love that <laughs> what, what do you got for number three uh, so this one you guys definitely will know it I promise um, Candyman Candyman oh, the Candyman 90s was
1: great.
2: so I grew up in Chicago and there was I, I was I accidentally once got lost in Cabrini Green on accident on my way to Six Flags Over Gurney. my brothers made a, law, a wrong turn and we just ended up on the wrong side of tracks and that was essentially the year that it came out, and so I was, like, terrified. I was like, we need to get out of here. The Candyman's going to get us. Not knowing that the imminent danger of, like, gun violence was an yeah. even bigger <laughs> thing. I was like, Candyman, you guys, get out of here. But, you know, they twerked down twerk <laughs> eventually. But, uh, yeah, Candyman was terrifying to me.
1: Yeah. And the um, that initial scene where they're pushing the mirror forward, uh, yeah. that all happened. That was yeah. all like part of the lore. Because and Green's p- apartments were made so shitty that uh, all the bathrooms uh, you could push, uh, you could pull out your uh, medicine cabinet, push the medicine cabinet out in the apartment next to you, and just go in there yep. at night. That's Murder terrifying. whoever you want. Murder whoever you want, and then you know get the fuck out of that. It's
2: yeah.
1: Awful. And some of the images were great. I like the mythology they built around Candyman. Uh, they have two or three different versions of Candyman now, uh, depending on what movie you watch. But, uh, you know, I do kind of like him as a, uh, a hunted, haunted, haunted hero slash villain. I like that one. I like uh, I like the mythology. I like that world building that they do with Candyman.
2: If you haven't seen the Jordan Peele addition uh, to that, you really should. Because aside from having a strong message to it, it is still a quality movie.
1: I've seen that one. And that one's a little bit different. The way they kill him is terrifying. Yeah, yes, yeah, uh, yeah. with all the, the like honeycomb on his face at
2: the end there, like yeah, like,
1: it's uh, it, it it's very reminiscent of the of Nicholas Cage in the The <laughs> Wicker Man. Another scary movie, by the way. Yes. Yeah. Um, boom. boom. Uh, you know, for my last one, I'm gonna go with one that just scared the piss out of me as a kid, and it. It didn't have to, and that is Trilogy of Terror, which I think only you and I saw, Jen.
2: Oh, no, actually, I haven't seen
1: it. You haven't seen Trilogy of Terror?
2: No, Trilogy of Terror. Wow, that's a new one. I'm going to have to add that one to the list.
1: That is super old. I, I bet you've seen it. It's got the little voodoo doll. Oh, no,
2: no, I, I, I,
1: I just Googled it. I recognize it now. Of course you <laughs> know, everyone's seen Trilogy of Terror who likes horror movies. Uh, it's just an anthology of three, but the little boodoo doll really scared the wax out of me. Yeah, I can't remember what the other two were, but that one was really scary. I like any
2: I like any of those horror compilations, like um, yeah. Tales from the Hood was a really good one, Trilogy of Terror, and then we had Tales from the Dark Side. All of those are like quality movies.
1: Yeah, I, I do like the, the stitching it together. Uh, we were going to talk a little bit about horror comics. And uh, one of the things in the horror comics, like Tales from the Crypt, or uh, Vault of Shadows, or House of Mystery, is they all had something that tied them together, something very loose, and it allowed you to just explore it. Did, did you uh, uh, read any of those as a kid, or did you like those?
2: No, I didn't read any of those as a kid, but I used to have like very old copies of the Creepshow comics.
1: So that's terrific stuff, yeah.
2: Yeah, which <laughs> I was obsessed with the Creepshow movies as a child. So I mean, I didn't read, I didn't read any of these, but. The show was
1: my, my jam. <laughs> the Creep show one where the giant pool of slide in the lake.
2: Ugh, uh, the, yeah,
1: the, mm-hmm. the... The seaweed monster, you think that scared the hell out of me. That, that just, one. Uh, that just goes... That's uh, the other, like, personified in my mind. Like, something that moves like that, and does like that. So, I mean, that's what horror movies are. It's the other... That's the, the fear of in a lot of movies. Blood Beach was a weird one. For the same reason, like, why are we afraid that the sand is alive? But it was still pretty scary.
2: <laughs> they come up with some weird ones nowadays. I mean, like, you wouldn't believe how many people love Sharknado, but it's such a terrible movie. It's uh, so bad.
1: I th- I, the reason I like Sharknado, was, I, I like Sharknado, uh, was because of all the guest stars they put in. It's like the yeah. Love Boat of a scary movie, <laughs> right? It's a
2: terrible plot.
1: Yeah, like aerial well, sharks. <laughs> We, there, there's some sharks over there but isn't that Larry Hackman awesome I mean that's the guy that was on Taxi yeah that's the guy that, it's all this movie is for me you have seen all the guest stars because they put everybody I think Jamie Farr before he died passed away um, was the mayor of a town or something it was crazy like why is Jamie Farr the mayor like who's elected Jamie Farr come on, come on.
0: <laughs> that is all alright
1: I mean. any uh any uh b- 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 honorable mentions yeah, gonna,
0: yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll rip through my three honorables right off the top. Uh, if you haven't seen it, uh, The Entity, George C. Scott, haunted by a ghost, trapped in a wheelchair, the movie is fucking terrifying. Uh, I Haven't seen
2: that one, but that sounds
0: amazing. I'll just, I'll just give you this. He, he thinks the house is haunted by a little boy who was murdered in the attic. He sees this boy ball always showing up in the house so he takes his special van that he can drive out to a bridge and he throws it off and as soon as he wheelchairs through the front door the wet ball just comes rolling down the staircase and i was like i'm out (laughs) (laughs) how
1: old were you i don't
0: know but it's it's an old movie george c scott uh, Poltergeist of course another classic of my childhood oh, just, Poltergeist yeah. terrifying yeah, the terrifying
1: the cloud under the bed
0: yeah I <laughs> just of uh, TV just go to the light just everything about that movie is horrific uh, and Jacob's Ladder I love yes. Jacob's Ladder all good movies
1: the original they didn't do a remake that sucks did they? Yeah. it's not even worth looking at. I won't don't know. even no. No.
2: it's enough to make me give you the cringe face at least it's really bad oh.
1: Um, Should not have made
2: that. I have some honorable mentions that people may have not even heard of. So there was this one movie back in the, I believe it was the early 80s, late 70s, uh, 1980 on the dot. It's called The Changeling. Um, Oh, yeah, sure.
1: And they made a couple of remakes of that, too.
2: Yes, but the original is absolutely awesome. Uh, One of my favorites, George C. Scott's in that one. So um, right off the bat, stellar cast. But it scared me because of... uh, because of, like, the, the, the bathroom scene with the little boy and, and finding out that, that that man, like, killed, the, you know, the sick child and adopted him No, no, that's thing. the
0: movie. No, I got the title. Same movie. Is it really? That's that was The Changeling? Yeah. that's The Changeling, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, nice, nice, nice.
1: Yeah. I don't remember the web part of The Changeling.
0: Oh, yeah, that that was the scene where I was like,
2: come out. Yeah, peace out. Yeah, yeah it's scary, it's scary. Yeah. I'm with you there. Um, The second one would be a, it's kind of an indie movie, and, uh... You probably have not heard of it, but it's called Automaton Transfusion. It is a zombie movie in 2006. And you can tell it's indie, but it's really scary. It's just about a bunch of teens and, like, a zombie breakout. But there are some of the coolest zombie-eating scenes in that one. So if you're big into gore and, like, watching zombies munch on people, uh, check it out. That one's a really good one. And my last one is probably Halloween. (laughs) Halloween.
1: I love me some Halloween. Halloween's great. Halloween's great. Uh, Tommy, you got a couple honorable mentions? Uh, Village of the Damned? Yes. Sure. It's
4: a good one. And uh, I'm going to go with Invasion of the Body Snatchers.
1: Never Did seen you, it. Which one? The original one. Keith or Sutherland? Yes. That's a good one. Yeah, I'm going to have uh, to put that one
0: on my list. Keith or Sutherland or Donald Sutherland? Donald, Donald Sutherland.
1: Sutherland. Donald Sutherland. Sutherland.
4: Thank you. Don, Donald Sutherland. Sutherland. I want to say Elliot Gould.
1: He's making this face. <laughs> uh, I got one that I think Josh will remember fondly. Do you remember The Stuff? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Stuff was scary. Jen, you haven't seen The Stuff? No,
2: I've not seen The Stuff.
1: So, all right, you know the classic blonde movie, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, The Stuff is the same exact stuff, except it disguises itself as a yogurt and people are starting eating it and it's like the the aliens are tricking people into thinking the stuff is good for you and everyone loves the stuff but they become stuffies and they become like possessed by this block creature inside them and one kid has got it all figured out it's like I'm not eating that stuff <laughs> and it's just called the stuff and it, it's, I thought it was pretty scary
0: yeah and I believe it's been uh, you know Jen you, you've never been in New England or so the have you ever eaten fluff?
2: Yes. Yes. Okay,
0: so for a long time when we were kids, uh, fluff was only in New England. It was a purely New England thing. It's made just north of Boston, a town called Somerville. So like a lot of people you if you travel anywhere, you're like, oh man, do you guys have fluff? And people look at you like you're an asshole. So it took a while <laughs> for it to actually get like out into the whole country, but yeah, the stuff always reminded me of fluff. Yeah, nice. it's
1: very romantic. And there's a TV show, a hard TV show, I really want to mention. I hope, Jen, you've seen it. If not, I envy you, Blood Drive.
2: Yeah, no, I've seen that.
1: You know, did you like it? You don't seem like enthusiastic.
2: Um, I'll be honest with you. I saw it a very long time ago, so I only have snippets in it, and I, it's something that I would have to go and watch again. Um, but I can really, you know, I watched so many horror movies when I was a kid, so... Yeah.
1: This one was, uh, so it's a TV show, and it was, uh, I did not think it was that long ago, but maybe it was a while ago, and it's got uh, the actor who's now playing Jack Reacher, uh, he used to be on Blue Mountain State, I love that guy, he's hilarious. The guy that they got to play the main villain, this kind of uh, archetype, ringmaster uh, kind of guy, I thought he was uh, just over-the-top awesome. I had a great time, you know, in Vampire Cars, you know, I <laughs> love that. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a good time watching. I enjoyed that one. I like the drama a lot. And uh, I was generally frightened uh, by uh, the first ch- uh, child play. Yes, yeah, the ch- that first child
2: play
1: scared
2: me. Fun fact: when We were watching Urban Legends the other day. Urban Legend, the original Urban Legend movie. And um, the very first scene is a is a girl in it. They're doing the remake of the. There's somebody in the back If You're growling. Sorry, the puppies yeah, are yeah. playing. Um, so the the, girl, the guy in the back seat, the urban legend about that, the gas room or the the gas station attendant in that scene is the guy who plays Chucky. So like in the original movie. Oh, so nice. yeah. So I was like, oh, you know that guy. He used to be, you know, like m- my husband's sitting there going, oh yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that was a great story, but a bit of a tangent. And tangents yeah. are what Josh is good at. Josh is about to give us a tangent that we're going to go off on. Just got
0: change of course. Uh, we were you we were talking about blood drive, and uh, so I, I, of course, went to alternative fuels. And so, <laughs> like plasma, uh, like you know, human human blood. Uh, what is it? What well, What do you think the threshold is? The tipping point for electric cars right now.
1: 120.
0: 120 what?
1: 120 bucks a barrel because at that price, shale oil in Canada becomes viable. Once that becomes viable, the price of oil will, will plateau at 120. 120 is more than most people want to spend, and I think that'll push Elon, uh, not Elon Musk, it'll push uh, Bezos to electrify all his vans quicker and to start setting up the infrastructure for all the gas stations to have electric charging stations. So in my mind, it's 120 a gallon because of the price
0: 120, of shipping. $120 a barrel.
1: 120 a barrel. A barrel. A barrel. That's yeah. $120 a not a gallon, you're right. $120 <laughs> a barrel. Also, though, it's been pointed out to me by other friends, uh, as a historian, that's why I think it is, uh, but friends who are economists who are like, Tom, you're insane. It's way more than a 20, uh, 120 barrel. Uh, if you, you do the passed-on money if you buy gas in Europe. And he's right, of course. You know, you buy by the court over there, it's super expensive. So I might be wrong, but I think... That huge deposit in Canada becoming viable, and what in what pushes us?
4: I think we're already headed that way. I think what becomes more, I think what's going to push us is going to be <laughs> whether or not the new battery technologies of moving away from some of the heavy metals uh, becomes viable in a, a larger scale. Uh, if that becomes viable, I think we're we're gonna head there a lot quicker. And just said, his degree
1: is in environmental science, so that's why that's what his pick is.
4: So so right now, there's there's a couple of new battery technologies that involve um, Kevlar mesh with some materials that aren't quite as dependent on lithium. And with that, I think we could get a lot quicker to electric batteries for the vehicles in terms of production, in terms of cost reduction. And I think that would push us there a lot quicker than Tom's $120 a barrel if we could get battery costs
1: down. I'll take that hit, bastard. I I, I
4: mean, because right now, right now one of the limiting factors is the fact that we can't mine enough of the... Of the battery components, quick enough.
1: I don't think that's the biggest factor. In the biggest factor right the now, the is the fact
4: that the charging stations and the infrastructure. Yeah, it's it's infrastructure and components for the batteries. I
0: think more like no to charge it. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the roller coaster down the other hill, from the consumer side, and until you can get a reasonably priced car, I'm talking maybe under twenty four thousand dollars. That has a range over 300 miles?
2: Yeah.
0: That's it. That's going
2: to be it. Right. That's going to be it. That's of right.
0: But if you, if you could make cheaper batteries, you'd have
4: that. Maybe. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: No, if you had cheaper batteries, car companies just might make more of a profit. They need to concentrate on bringing that to market to people who need to be able to afford it. And most people look at a new car and say, I mean... Right now, what's what's the the bare minimum for an electric car, even with a shitty range, thirty, thirty-five? Yeah. No, no working household right now is looking at a car for thirty-five thousand dollars a year and thinking that's an affordable alternative to a gas car. You can go get a Kia Soul right now for like fourteen-five. That Soul gets like thirty miles to the gallon, thirty-five miles to the gallon. You're not convincing those people to do that, and until you can, then you're you're fucked. And you're just a uh, you're just an upper middle class fucking luxury item.
1: You know what, Josh? I'm sorry, man. Let's get something better.
0: No, <laughs> I'm, one,
2: I, I'm right there. I'm right there with you because you know, right now, if you want to go buy a fully electric car like a Leap or a Tesla, you're looking at a brand new one is is you know upwards of fifty, sixty thousand dollars, and it has a bunch of cool features, and that's going to be part of the problem. You're going to have to strip it down, make it a base model that you can't upload to make it fart when you honk. You know, like...
0: You're, whoa,
3: whoa, really whoa, whoa, I, whoa. Oh, I'm I want to the fart when I
0: Okay, yeah. I mean, I think that's like pennies on the dollar option, not making yeah. it. <laughs> oh, that, not, let's, let's, the wrong let's, option let's, to deprecate, but okay.
1: toss no, the baby out with the bathwater here.
2: <laughs> right. I mean, they got a lot of cool features, but in the end... It, they're
1: they're too they're too inflated for what we need. They're they're unless they can bring it down to an affordable level, we're not going to get there. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right on that one. too. I think you and uh, Josh have it. And um, me and my wife just had this argument. We just bought a brand new car, and she really, really wanted a uh, electric or at least an electric hybrid, and I really wanted a, a Ford Bronco. And uh, <laughs> let me just say, I am a national debate champion. Uh, I got me a Ford Bronco on (laughs) site.
0: So, honestly, I think what the U.S. government should do is give the electric car credit on a sliding scale with your income.
1: That would be a huge help. There's
0: no reason the guy buying the Tesla X3 for $160,000 needs a $7,000 tax credit on that car. Yeah, and no. Uh, well, if you make less than forty-five thousand dollars a year and slid that up to a fourteen thousand dollar tax credit, maybe, maybe that guy, maybe that guy that that and gets gets the low end car, like a the, a model three. But the the
4: guy buying the Tesla is not getting the tax credit anymore. The guy buying the Rivian is getting the tax credit now. It's a Rivian. Because because anybody who any manufacturer that sold more than a quarter of a million of them isn't getting a tax credit on those cars anymore i, I don't even know what a ribbion is it's another so it's a it's a small electric car company that's just started selling cars
0: yeah it's Rivian for your pleasure tom and so they actually just you'll, uh i think you'll pick one of those up
4: i, I will oh, and, well, and, well, and I they, they they the... just they just kind of missed their their first uh, sales targets like promises that they made on their their cars um, yeah, but the, the the tax credits of... tax credits are, the, are for the first 250,000 cars instead of like the buyers yeah so I think that's one of the problems with the tax credits it's, I just it's looked the ribbons <laughs> it's not even it's not even like a, a, it's not even a buyer credit it's more of a credit to get people making the cars. Because if yeah. I want to buy a Tesla, I'm not going to get that credit. I have to go and buy some company that is unknown or that is just starting to make electric vehicles because they have, to, have not sold a quarter of a million of them in the U.S. in order for me to get a credit for an electric vehicle.
0: So it looks like, though, for 2022... As long as it's not GM or Tesla, you get the credit.
4: Yeah. So, like, if you want to buy a Volkswagen or you want to buy a Kia...
1: The new Volkswagen van looks pretty cool.
4: The At Volkswagen the- van's not coming out for another two years, though. So by then, EV6 they might have no, sold over
0: a quarter yeah. of a million. It's a hot electric car. And it's I love Kia.
4: electric car talk. <laughs> electric car talk. This, <laughs> yeah. this is the horrors it's of electric a, it, car it's, talk. It's, so there's there's a whole mess of problems with the credits.
0: Uh, and I agree. And uh, I think, yeah, they should they should come up with something to encourage people who may not be able and to afford, afford electric car to afford an electric but car be because yeah. those are the people who are disproportionately affected by the price of gas. But the rich are like, whatever. it costs me a hundred bucks to load up my car or sixty bucks to load up my and G wagon, who the fuck cares? and right. they're right. also the people that they're right. also the people that
4: are disproportionately affected by the, the toxic waste I mean they're the people living in the poor neighborhoods that typically <laughs> will have problems with contaminated water have problems with toxic waste nearby
0: I mean oh, yeah. that was my thought uh, these break
2: yeah. look like cartoon characters, have you seen them?
0: No. No. Yeah, I look them up right now because they literally yeah, look like cartoon it.
1: characters. The R1s yeah. Rivian. Yeah. 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 the headlights, they look like they look like they belong in a cartoon. They look like beep beep. I'm a jeep. <laughs> I'm a jeep. I'm a truck. I'm a truck. Really? I'm a truck. This is like what I would draw if I wanted to draw an electric
4: car. <laughs> but uh, yeah. but you know, in all in all seriousness, I kind of like the idea of the neos. Is it, no, it's, it's a canoe, sorry, canoe, where um, it's more of a ride. They have a, an, one of their thoughts is having a, a ride sh- uh, sort of uh, purchasing a share so that it's almost like a, a kind of a, like a zip car thing almost where you purchase a share of the car and then you can kind of reserve time for it. So you don't time own the share? car, you just own a portion of the car.
2: Timeshare car,
4: yeah. Timeshare
2: cars, yeah. We're you're going you're, we're all gonna get invites in the mail to come to Aspen to hear their time, their timeshare car. You know, we'll give you a free lunch if you come down here a whole weekend with the car.
4: Uh, but they you know, but this was all, you know, pre-COVID, so yeah. it was more of a, you know, let's do something where you can have a multi-vehicle sharing option for a car in a big city, so that people could ride together to work. Uh, you could have a vehicle that was more van-sized for hauling cargo when you needed to haul cargo so that you didn't have to buy a car. You could buy into
1: like a that.
4: subscription for a car instead Americans of buying a car. Buy
1: no. no. To that, we're all, we're
2: all
1: poisoned to each other
4: now, too. I'm just saying, that that was the idea before yeah. COVID. Yeah. Even, I don't and also, had, and also they had, and also they had a platform that they could make uh, multiple models of car for and just swap right. out the platform.
1: Yeah. yeah. I've seen that. That's a pretty good idea. And I mean, you don't know who's had sex in that car if you got like a subscription.
0: I do if I own it.
1: <laughs> I know. I know one guy who did, but I don't know everyone else. I mean, right. I mean, there's no
4: hump in it. Right.
0: So, I mean,
4: yeah. that's that was easier to have sex than that in the
0: car. I would also just like to say, as part of my tangent, uh, I think we all know, Jen, if you ever come and visit, don't put Tom's Oculus Rift on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't on worry. That. Don't worry. We have one of our let's
2: own, just, so. Okay,
0: just bring your own. Man. B-Y-O Oculus B-Y-O-O, Rift. yeah. Yeah, let's, uh, let's stop.
1: Me and our 14-year-old son are already friends I have a couple of the share groups. It's, it's fine. It's over the line. Is it over the Was that too much? It oh, yeah,
0: was too much. Okay. Yeah, Mike's cut
3: that
1: out. Yeah. Dear Mike, cut that out. Dear Mike, cut
0: that part out. Except I, that, I Deer think Deer that's pretty out. Mike, just end right there. We're just going to end it. A very awkward ending. <laughs> <laughs> right now, just done. Right now, just
3: done. Hey, man,
1: this is Kevin Smith, uh, Silent Bob from all those terrible Jane and Silent Bob-type pictures, and you are listening to Thinking Outside the Long Box, comics talk for comics fans.